Gen Z are going to have to be the ones who own the football clubs until that happens. Yeah, <laughs> so they're going to go out like, on protest. You know, yeah. Gen Z is going to protest. They're going to go to work, but they're going to protest. <laughs> <laughs> Gen Z are not going to work, but they're going <laughs> to. No offense, Gen Z. Ciao, Gen Z. Love, you gotta love Gen Z, honestly. That is funny, no, but honestly, like Gen Z don't like to. Don't like to work. Like, don't buy our heads off for that. But, like, a lot of Gen Z don't like to work. I love that Gen Z loves soft life. I'm with you on that. I mean, I do like soft life too. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, guys. And welcome to 130 of the Two Tees podcast. I am Nana. And I am Brown. And together we are Two God so. bless the homeland, American. Yeah, I'll <laughs> just speak Korea. Yeah, three, two, amen, amen. We we we're not gonna act like we watched the whole thing and we watched. <laughs> we we didn't see any goals. People <laughs> about football, and I actually I forgot that they were playing today. I think that our we need to be a bit more patriotic. Do we? Yep, we need okay. to. Everybody has been patriotic apart from us. But this, you know that I don't like sports, so this is true. So our friend wanted us to go and watch boxing. Yes, yeah, yeah. Who, who? She had free tickets to boxing in the old two. That don't happen often. We turned it down because Nana doesn't like boxing. Doesn't like sports. <laughs> Why should I go and sit there and watch people beat, beat each other? Do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I was on it. If it was something like Anthony Joshua. That's what I was saying. Like, or some black people, yeah, I would have gone. But if it was like Anthony Joshua, that's the only person that I know, um, then I would have gone. But yeah. I... Yeah. It, I didn't know any of the boxers either. But it would have been nice. And do you know what annoys me about sports is that like people are so passionate that they turn into hooligans. And I don't like that. I don't like oh. it when people are acting out like that. I don't... Yeah. Pushing and shouting and... No. Conduct yourself with some, you know, <laughs> some class, decorum, <laughs> some decorum, some class. Understandable, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. But um, right, talking of the World Cup, there has been a lot of. There's been a lot going on when it comes to the World Cup and LGBT awareness and you know all that mm-hmm. stuff. Even prior to the World Cup starting, obviously there was that influencer guy. Did you hear about this? The treading the 10k. No. So oh, yes, about these I days. heard about that. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter, but I did hear about the, sh- the yeah. shredding of the fake 10K. Yeah. Yeah. So before that, he was basically saying, doing a call out, something about, to, to be honest with you, I feel like it's very performative. So I wasn't really like paying attention right. much to what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it was basically, he did a call out to David Beckham, something about backing, you know, the LGBT rights in the Qatar oh. and World Cup or something. And he's like, yeah. if, if David Beckham's people didn't get back to him, he was going to shred this 10K, yeah. So anyway, obviously David Beckham people didn't get back to him. Obviously. He shreds 10k, right. and um, and everyone was just like, in the cost of living, why would you shred 10k? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. And then he releases releases a statement and said it was a stunt, but he got people talking, which is fair enough. He got people talking about you know the LGBT laws in Qatar and you know how um how and just the World Cup in general yeah. and stuff like that. And his thing was the reason why he got David Beckham is because. I think Attitude Magazine had put David Beckham as a cover once. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, so that's, if you're able to be on a cover of an LGBT publications, why can't you stand up for LGBT rights when things like this are happening in, within football and World right. Cup? But, Which I hear it. Good point. Is Gary. What does David Beckham have to do with that? He said it, using David Beckham is just somebody who 
it's an icon. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, it's like it's gonna enough. raise. It's, he was just trying to raise awareness, basically, to everything that's I happening. I hear it. No, and so I, I, I do understand. It. I yeah. get it. But I do, I do feel like okay. He said he also said that he did um, donate mm. a real 10k mm-hmm. to to, charity, to right? LGBT charities yeah. and stuff like that. I do wonder if it was charities that gonna help Qatar. The LGBT people in Qatar. I don't know about that. He didn't mention. Well, I didn't see anyway. But I think a lot of a lot of a lot of that happened before the World Cup. Mm. And since the World Cup has started, FIFA have said they're going to ban, they're going to fine any any of the teams that come, where, where, the, where, armbands, yeah. where the armbands. The one love armband, um, yeah. Which, and they told them like, apparently like two hours before yeah, like the first game or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Which is a bit disappointing because FIFA is the head mm. body of football and all of that. Um but I guess they can't afford, I don't know, don't, I, just, I think it's all like business, do you know what mm. I'm saying? They can't afford to do whatever. whatever. Yeah, but how does that, I want to know, how does them wearing these One Love armbands, how, what, what what does it do to FIFA? What does it do to the game if they wear it? Like, what are the implications? What? It's because, like, they're saying that in Qatar, these are the laws, yeah. cultural, and we should just respect that. And do you know what? Somebody made a point the other day, and they said that how... It's kind of annoying when all these other countries um, have all these anti-LGBT laws and they say, when Western people come there, you need to respect us, mm. which is one thing. However, the Western world has been very accommodating of other cultures, mm. which I agree. Like, mm. I agree. Like, I feel like, um, you know, cult- if we're going to talk about culturally, things are not accepted here. In Within the British culture, yeah. I'm pretty sure there were certain ways of the way people live and stuff like mm. that that was kind of shunned upon. Mm. But there are lots of laws in place in order so everyone has a space in the Western world, especially mm-hmm. in the UK and stuff like that. And UK is racist. Let's not forget that. Yeah, it is a racist a of, country. Yeah. And there's a lot of that. And I don't think that should be, um, just be forgotten. Mm-hmm. However, legally, mm-hmm. there's a lot in space where everyone can exist. Yeah, in terms of human rights. Laws. In terms of human rights. Yes, there's a lot in is, place for people yeah. to exist. People have equal opportunities, equal rights. Mm-hmm. And it's just a human thing. And so when the guy said that, he was like, yeah, but everyone was like, but, but then when it comes to the Western world, everyone's going to be complaining that da 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 da. But then when it comes to the, the world that's not Western, mm. ev- all of a sudden it's, oh, you can't do this here because it's culturally. culturally. Which I agree with that. I'm not going to lie to you. I agree with that. I think that's not fair. I think that and ultimately all these, all these little rules and laws and stuff like that, that it's always against basic human rights. I don't understand. You're just, human. Do you know what? When this whole thing came out, I was just like, why is this, why are these games like, hosted by a country that is have homophobic laws or have laws that are that don't let people have certain human rights i just like why why is that a thing like, yeah why is that allowed it makes it okay for them yeah. to be able to be able to well we're still gonna get what we want anyway exactly. even though even though we're like this and it's like i don't culture is not a good enough reason for people not to have mm. human rights to me I, I agree. so when people saying well culture is not accepted i don't care culture yeah. religion politics is not it's a just enough about reason. doing what's right do you know what i mean like i don't feel like anything if you wear a bloody armband in solidarity like what is it gonna do like it's not gonna do anything to me what it, it doesn't hurt anyone. to me instead is sent out the opposite message to tell queer footballers that there isn't a space for them there. Mm. That's what I think. There's only, as it stands, there's only one who's out. Do you know what? It's not even about, it's not even just about um, the queer community. Like, it's inclusion everywhere. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just about one community. It's about everyone. Like, mm-hmm. human rights for everyone. And yeah. that's what the armband signifies. And for them to say, oh, like, 
you know, we're not, we're not, we're going to fine you for wearing this. It just, it, that's sending out a message. That's yeah. sending out a message. And I think that's not right. Um, and yeah, and I mean, like, they're trying to say that it's like political. Okay, yeah, okay. But more so, it's about people. Do you know what I mean? It's not just, I think, I hate it when people just like, oh, this is political and it's taken away from the it's game. Like and BLM and is that. political. Yeah, but it's about people. Why is it always, I feel like when people say that, they're just trying to, they're, 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 trying, they, they, they're just trying to make you look at somewhere else. They're trying to distract you, basically. That's what they're mm-hmm. trying to do. Like, you go and say, oh, this is political. You're trying to distract people from what's actually going on. It's about people at the end of the day. Like, that was the same with BLM. Oh, this yep. is political. Oh, this is woke people. Now woke is a bad word. You know, mm-hmm. this is just a distraction and it's not right. Yeah. Like, in this, they have to, like, set a tone because we know what it's like in these sports. Like, it's very homophobic. Like, no one really comes out. I'm sure there's so many queer people in sports, but they don't come out because of how it's been historically. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue to be like this if no one does anything. Yeah. And like, no one look at, you know, Justin right. Fashionu. Yeah. You know, the brother now came to come on the news to be saying, after the brother has committed suicides, off, okay, cool. So, John Fashionu, Justin Fashionu is, was a footballer and he eventually committed suicide and he received a lot of homophobia and all this business and his brother, who was also a footballer, told him to stay in the closet like told him he used to say that he would just he was just saying he's gay for attention he said all this stuff mm-hmm. he now came out in like 2021 or 2020 somewhere not that long ago to say that he regrets the way he treated his brother and yeah. all this but he now he's now come back last week to say he doesn't think the armbands have a space in football because it's political he doesn't think there's a space for politics in football and bro like your brother passed away your brother committed suicides you know what I'm saying for some and some of the words that you you said to him drove him there. Yeah, for you to now he's gone to now sit on a mm. public platform and be saying there's no space for something that is trying to stand in solidarity for who your brother was. Because if maybe that was like if maybe at that time people were showing solidarity to queer people. Maybe he wouldn't have died by suicide. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like, even now, after you've um, come and said that you regret your actions back then, you've even now to come, you come to tarnish his name again, like his memory again. Like Mm -hmm. that is saying something. And Mm -hmm. again, as I said, like his words were, he doesn't think it has. He doesn't think those armbands have a place in football sports um, because it's political. It's a distraction. That yeah. is just a distraction. Yeah. And it's, I, think I think it's so. just wrong. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I think that the... I think that when it comes to LGBT awareness and LGBT solidarity, there's a lot of performative stuff. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to really putting the money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. they don't do it. And I think we've seen it with the World Cup. I think that people do certain things just to tick off the diversity box, but really and truly... They don't care. It's like the it's, N- it's like in the NFL. Mm. There's been a picture. There's a picture of the guy that owns Dallas Cowboys. Um, back, he's a eighty something year old man who. And back in the day, seg- segregation times, we know when black people were trying to go to schools and stuff. Jim Crow laws. And yeah, the there was a somebody yeah. found a picture of him, like oh, he was protesting, protesting <laughs> against the black people, and yeah. he obviously had to confirm it was him. But he tried to say that. Um, he went there to go and see. He wasn't protesting against them. He just was going there to go sure. and see what was going on. Sure. So, but but 
these are the people, this guy's still alive mm. and he's owning an NFL team and he's probably got grandchildren. Mm-hmm. They pass these things onto the yeah, younger ones. On. However, like they're racist and he's owns, he owns a team full of black people, but diversity in it. And mm. obviously it's about the money. The black players are the ones who are doing the touchdown, yeah, the yeah. quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones yeah. who's bringing the coin. So then he can put his racism to the side for as money. long as he's giving him the bag. Yeah. And I think that that's what's happening in football. We can say, yeah, quality up until it's going to bother our bag. Then mm. we can't say that no more. Mm. So people do not put where their money, where their mouths are, basically, yeah. when it comes to LGBT inclusion and solidarity. Yeah. It's fake. I just don't think they care about it enough. Because obviously, if they were to say, oh, we're not playing because we want to wear these armbands, which mm-hmm. is not going to happen, um, stuff will start to go away. The bag yep. will start to go away. It's like the one that was kneeling in the NFL, the guy yeah. that was kneeling. Like, oh, the guy yeah. with Afro. Yeah, and he, he hasn't, hasn't played since. He hasn't played since. And the thing, Capilillum, yeah. And the thing is, yeah. Sorry, I can't pronounce it. And the thing, he had the point. My guy, who was the racist guy doing protests, is old, the Dallas Cowboys. So he was right. Like, in NFL, Kaepernick. there is Kaepernick. Kaepernick, that's the one. Yeah. And he was right. He was right in what he was doing. But again, they told him there's no space for politics. Mm-hmm. That's not politics. That's not politics. He's just standing. These this are real right. people. Who are the people that are playing in these games? These are these are black people that are playing in these games. Yeah. These are black people playing these games. Quarterback, defense, <laughs> offensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> these are black people that are playing these games. Yeah, I don't think I don't think things are going to change anytime soon. No, I don't see it. I just I think until somebody puts their money where their mouth is and really really takes a stand, mm. I mean disrupts but he, things. But Kaepernick really took a stand though. Yeah, like, he hasn't yeah. played a game. Yep. Yeah. He's been the big like. Did you watch the documentary about him? No. I watched the documentary. There's a show about him from when he was young to like where he what's happened now and stuff like that. Just everything that he went through, mm-hmm. his childhood and all that. And yeah, no, it, was, it was actually really good. It was really good, and I love that Nike has not. They stood by him side. They stood by his side. He he was still a really good player when all of that happened, but he sacrificed his career. To stand up for something. That's crazy. And I, and I was saying to my friend the other day, because La La Land, by the way, La La Land is sure that she's cancelled. Yep. But um, saying, I was like, if you just stand for nothing, you fall for nothing. Yeah. Because she was, obviously, she didn't really, she didn't stand up with us. Mm. She's been burnt by La La Land now. Now she's like, oh, can we go online and do this? I was like, we did it already, babe. Yeah. And you wanted to go there for an opportunity. <laughs> if you stand for nothing, you fall for nothing. And this is what's for happening everything. now. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. Like, you, I just feel like, in this life, you kind of... And do you know what? And sometimes I do believe that... I do believe that it's hard to change things if you're outside of it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? There's something in terms of, like, racism and stuff like that. Like, if you're not in the building, if you're not at the table, it's kind of hard to make changes from the outside. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes I feel like you need to kind of play the game to get where you need to get mm-hmm. to make changes from the inside because it's yeah. a structural change. Mm-hmm. But... I do also believe that there is a like there's a balance. Like you can't just sit and take everything. Like at some point you're gonna have to stand up because he said if you don't stand for anything, you, you fall for everything. Like yeah. that's the thing. So we've seen in history, child, everyone in history, some people lost their lives standing mm. for things. Like you know, Rosa Parks at the back, she got arrested. I'm at the front, but if she sat on the bench, she sat at the front. Like people stood for something, they sacrificed mm. something. It was hard times, but they implemented change afterwards. So 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to football and the World Cup and LGBT stuff. Like, I think it's going to be a long time until we really... Gen Z are going to have to be the ones who own the football clubs until that happens. Yeah, they're going to go out like, on protest. You know Gen Z is going to protest. They're going to go to work, but they're going to protest. <laughs> Gen Z are not going to work, but they're going <laughs> to No offence, Gen Z. Ciao, Gen Z. Love, you gotta love Gen Z, honestly. That is funny, no, but honestly, like Gen Z don't like to don't like to work. Like, don't buy our heads off for that. But like, a lot of Gen Z don't like to work. I love that Gen Z love a soft life. I'm with you on that. I mean, I do like soft life too. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. Wakanda um, forever. Wakanda forever. The LGBT representation <laughs> and Wakanda. Oh, stop here, Wakanda. Put it down like this. This one, did yeah. Um, <laughs> we watched that like a week ago, and we really enjoyed. Um, yeah, we enjoyed it. It was a bit too long though, but yeah, enjoyed it. I was like, almost three hours long. Um, would you give it out of ten? It was really good. I liked it. I'm probably. I would probably give it like a strong seven. Yeah, I'll give it seven. Even though we're saying it was really good, mm. seven is a bit average. However, it's because. I think because it was a meaningful movie. Mm-hmm. But in terms of Marvel movies, I don't think it was great. Mm. I think if you're a Marvel fan, you wouldn't enjoy that Black mm-hmm. Panther. But I think because of our blackness and because that's of Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. and all this stuff, I think that's why. I think, yeah, I think it's because of, like, the re- you can relate to the characters, even though we're not superheroes, but we can relate to, like, the cultural aspect of it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I know that this is a made-up country. Wakanda's a made-up country, but, like... If people didn't know that it's made up, yeah. <laughs> I think some people think it's real. It's a made-up country. The, <laughs> oh, to God, that people don't think it's real because it's... But you, there are, obviously, they've taken things from countries in Africa and stuff like that to build this, you know, fictional um, country. Um, and so there's obviously some similarities you can relate to certain things like even like you know some of the dialogue the jokes and stuff the banter yeah it's really relatable it's funny Mm -hmm. you get it Um, but I think number one it was really long I loved the action I think the action was the best part Um, and there was a lot of meaning behind it R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman um, it was a beautiful film. I just wasn't convinced about the ending. I don't even say. I don't even think I said this to you, but I wasn't convinced about the ending. How Nakia had um, uh, um, T'Challa's child. If you've ever seen it, spoiler alert. We just put it in the thing that is a spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. Um, that Nakia had T'Challa's child, and because when you think about like Wakanda and everything, like it's about family. Like they're so big on family. Mm-hmm. So for her to keep for or them to make a decision to keep the child. Away. Away. That wasn't... I wasn't convinced. Yeah. I wasn't convinced about that story. Like. They forced it because... Um, I get it. Yeah, yeah. They get, I get it. For obvious reasons, they forced it. I did think... It was nice. I was like, oh... And the boy, the character, the, the actor was really cute. It's and really it, good. He was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I do think, number one, that bit was a bit predictable. Yeah. It is a bit predictable. But yeah. number two, yeah, it doesn't really match what Wakanda is all about. And talking about how they wanted to, to him to grow up away from the pressures or something like that, and I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm buying that either because I don't think Shuri felt the pressures. It's not, it's not the the British monarchy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you know um, here where they it, people don't want to be the king or the queen or whatever mm-hmm. because there's so much pressures and it's about you know if you watch if you watch the Crown you would know like it's a system in it like the British monarchy English monarchy whatever it is it's a system. Mm-hmm. It's not really that's it wasn't given that. 
Do you know what I mean? Like it was a good system they had going in Wakanda. Yeah, exactly. So like, they seemed really, really happy. Yeah, they I wasn't. Seemed, yeah. You know, I wasn't convinced. I wasn't but like, I, do you know? What? I feel like they need. I think it's a lead. Somebody said, um, Esther Falana said that, or was it Charlie Kamale? Charlie Kamale mm. said that this, she felt like the this was a. It was almost like a lead into. It could be many possibilities after this. It was almost like it should have been the launch of Black Panther, mm. and then. From there, anything can happen. It was at like the beginning, the inception almost, which I agree with. And but, however, there was been a black pepper before it though. Mm. The one before it had more action, better action. Mm. Got to be honest, I love Shuri. I love Shuri since the first one. Mm. However, I'm not sure if she's gonna be that much of a protector. You know, maybe she might have to go to the gym a little bit more. <laughs> you know, um, when she was fighting, um, no, no, what's she, his name? What's his name again? Nomad, Nomad, no. Oh, the, the Namak, fish guy. The fish guy. Yeah, I wasn't convinced that that fighting. Yeah. Many times I thought she was done. But the, <laughs> she has the, the, um, the spirit of the Black Panther, you know, so she's got that. Yeah, inside yeah it's in there. It's in there. Super strength. Yeah, but so Cherie's going to have to go and f- learn how to fight now. <laughs> Cherie's going to have to go and learn how to fight. Cherie's going to have to go and do a lot in order to be the protector for Wakanda. Um, you know, the vibranium is there. Mm. However, they need to be some skills alongside <laughs> the vibranium. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what okay. I think. But. The, the, the movie was about grief. If you're somebody who's been experiencing grief, mm. that I think you could relate mm-hmm. to in many ways. I could relate. Obviously, these are my brothers. I could relate. And obviously, Sheree lost her brother too. So I could yeah. relate in, on that sense. It was emotional on that sense. But in terms of the action, all of that, I wanted more. I wanted more. In terms of wanting more, um, we definitely wanted to see more of the LGBT representation. What is a kiss on the forehead? A kiss on the forehead <laughs> is not really given, like, do you know what? I don't think I would have clocked it was LGBT unless other people, enough people didn't say oh, it. Oh, right, yeah. I wouldn't have clocked Tifa because it wasn't like some, you know, some solid... Did they speak before that in the movie? They did. When, in the beginning in the fighting scene, like, there was a, a fighting scene when, yeah. the, when the French tried to... Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. bit. Um, they they spoke, but it wasn't given like Oh, what about the two knives? Yeah, it wasn't given lovers. Nah, it wasn't, nah, nah, nah. I think that was just it wasn't my, given sister in, my sister in command. I didn't think he was giving, wasn't giving lovers. Because I was thinking... Because when I saw, because I saw Michaela Cole talk about, um, they were obviously interviewing wanted her. Wanted to do that, I saw that, they, yeah. They were asking her about why she wanted to do, why she picked this role and all, you know. And she was talking about how it's, you know, LGBT role. And I guess it is from the comics and stuff. But in terms of like, what they showed in the film, it wasn't... No. no, so when she had given that interview, I thought, oh, okay, it was meaningful. She even somewhat spoke about anti LGBT yeah, was in Ghana. So I thought, oh, this is going to be like a proper, you know, the proper we're going to show like two black African women <sighs> together, but it wasn't. No, I mean, we wasn't asking for them to be like Lips looking in. each other's pussies or nothing yeah. like that. That's not what we were <laughs> <Okay>. asking for. <laughs> but they could have even looked at each other's eyes or something. Yeah, like, uh, do you know what? I think Shui's character with the scientist girl. That was given more that LGBT. That was more LGBT. <laughs> that was given more LGBT than the other, like, Michaela Cole's character, another one. That was. I was. Or do you think we're saying that because Shui looks LGBT? Is that why people said that? I feel like that's what I was getting. Yeah, because they kind of had a few moments. They're, I thought like they had a few moments. They did have a few moments. They definitely had a few moments. Or do you think we're just romanticizing that because we wish it happened? <laughs> I listen. I can't listen. That's what I felt in it. I felt that they and two gave more of like you know more, a, a romantic relationship than the ones that were supposed to be given romantic relationship. Yeah, that's just that's just how I feel. 
Yeah, I mean, they try to do it. They try, they try the LGBT. But I, I, do you know what, as well, at the same time, when we talk about LGBT representation, we're always like, it should just exist. Mm. And I guess there's different types of relationships. Maybe that's just how the relationship exists and we yeah. should just accept it for what it was. Yeah. But I think they made a big deal. I think in some one country, they've taken out that scene. Yeah, I heard that actually. Was it in Korea? I heard that I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere, some of that yeah, area of the world. Yeah, they um, removed that scene, and it's like, babe, it's a kiss. You it's a kiss even, on the forehead. Yeah, you wouldn't even know because it's because they've been harping on about this LGBT representation, and the reason why is because it's in the comics, so it's actually a thing. Yeah, but be, it wasn't really given LGBT. It wasn't Person, given. Do you know what I think they should have done? This is what they should have done. When I watched the first Black Panther, I could see myself in it. <laughs> So what they should have done was they should have casted me instead of Michaela Cole. I love Michaela Cole, by the way. Michaela but Cole what they should jokes. have done is cast... She's hilarious. <laughs> but however, I wouldn't have cut my hair for that scene. And they all had, they all <laughs> they had, had hair. Hair. Okay, wait, hold on a second. You wouldn't have cut your hair for that scene, but you keep threatening us that you're going to cut your hair. Okay, I'm going to cut my hair, but I'm not going to go bold. I'm going to be bold, bold so you can grow it, then it grows out, innit? To whatever Child. you want to do. Do you know, actually, for the bag, I will do it. For the bag, I will do it. Or they put one of them FSFX things on my head. But... They could have casted me, and the kiss on the forehead would be more convincing. It was from if it's from me. Are you only saying that because you're a mass presenter? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's not like fair, bro. Yes, that's yes, not fair. Yes, so I you am. can't say that though. Yes, I am. So wait, two femmes. Well, I don't know what I call it, but two femmes being together. That's not. It's very convincing. The one that got married the other day, the two one we spoke about last week. It's very convincing. However, for that scene, particular scene, we needed obvious. <laughs> Do you know what? What could what could they have done to make it a bit more obvious? Do okay, do you know what? Okay, jokes aside, I don't think it's about the way they look, yeah. But I think that they could have been a little bit more... More intimate. Like intimate. In, in, not even, like, in a, like, lip-sync, like, mm-hmm. but, like, just in terms of, like... In, when we talk about intimacy, we're not talking about, like, sex, but we're talking about just the way they are with each other, like, mm-hmm. tactile or, like, you know, um, quite comfortable and handsy and all of that stuff. Yeah, because that's show, how women love like women. Hand, that's how they are. Even, like, a mm. hand, like, hand-touching and yeah. all of that stuff. Like, that kiss on the forehead looked like... Kissing your friend, like I could have kissed you in the forehead. Yeah, like, like it was giving friends. It was giving friend. It could have just been a bit more intimate. But yeah. um, are we asking for too much? I don't think so. No. But I then obviously, so. this is you know, there's going to be more Black Panther films, hopefully. And yeah, so if they want, they can they cast me. I don't need to replace anyone's characters, but I think they can cast me as like somebody who's trying to get in between them. <laughs> this is not about so, so it's LGBT about drama. It's really just about black the Black Panther. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, but they're in Wakanda, so it's about Wakanda. Okay, so I can be in there, just you know, causing a bit of drama. Sure. What's what's a movie about? It's some LGBT drama, so I can be in there trying to get between them a bit of LGBT. But you know, I just want to be in Black Panther. Do you not think it takes a focus away from the actual Black Black Panther? No, or I can be Shuri's right hand, and I can be encouraging Shuri to move to Gal. <laughs> Wingman, you know I don't feel like her character is gonna go down that path. No, I don't think she was character. Do you know what? Actually, Tisha um, Wright, have you seen? Oh, again, you haven't seen, but they made I TikTok saw. recently. Oh, yeah. They made a TikTok, yeah. yeah. And they've so they've seen all the stuff people have been saying about her on TikTok in terms of her sexuality, in terms of all that stuff. And she laughed. It. She laughed. She's like, it's, I'm happy that she laughed. Oh, she laughed. Yeah, she laughed. Yes, off. Like, okay. it's, that means she's, somebody spoke about her vibranium strap. So that means she's probably seen that. Vibranium <laughs> <laughs> strap. I love it. <laughs> I want it. I want a vibranium strap. That is jokes. But yeah, so I think 
yeah, I think she's amused, been mm. amused by a lot of the stuff, which is cool. There was another thing also. Um, she got put in an article about um, because you know it was she was talking about the anti vaccination like oh in yeah twenty twenty and she apologized for it. She mm-hmm. apologized twice, and she hasn't spoken about it since. But there's rumors going on that she was trying to like indoctrinate her cast members and stuff like that, which wasn't true. She mm-hmm. said it's not true. But then she was in an article by the Hollywood News, a Hollywood Reporter. And they kind of like put her in an article with abusers. Yep, saw that. So like Will Smith slapping, you know, my guy at the Academy Awards. And then this other like... Winstein and Weinstein. Winstein and this other director who is like a child abuser. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So she got put into an article with that. And she was just like, this needs to be taken out. Like my name needs to be taken out. How can I be put? And I feel like that's that's really fucked up. Like how mm-hmm. can you be put in an article with these abusers? Yeah, in, after everything you've achieved as of lately as well, like... It's also a distraction. Like, they're just... But they said... She said that they've contacted her for interview before and she turned them down. Mm. So she thinks it's a personal thing. And then somebody else um, revealed some DMs from the guy that owns that thing. And he uses, like, a tactic against black women for them to feel sorry for him or for them to feel bad. So basically, she was going to quote... T- she quote-tweeted um, what Letitia Wright said. Or no, she quote-tweeted the article... Mm. And was like, how can they put Letitia Wright's mm. name against all these abusers? Mm. And she added the guy that owns the thingy. So obviously mm. a lot of people were responding. And then she, he DM'd her and was like, I haven't done anything to you. Like, why did you at me? And she apologised. Mm. She was like, do you know what? My bad for adding you. Mm. So she deleted it and made a different version of the tweet without his at. And then when Letitia Wright did her thing, she was like, hold on. This man tried to victimise himself mm. after coming after a black woman. And then he's try as he's as black women, we get worried. And he also kind of insinuated that he's gonna come for her career. Mm. She thought we'd bad, so she that's why she deleted it. And she was like, "What?" She he silenced me. Mm. Like he's trying to silence literature right as well. Like he silenced me as a black woman who's in this um, industry, and he's a white man who owns the publication. Mm. He can ruin my career, and yeah. I felt scared about that, mm. so I deleted it. And she's like, she's happy that Letitia Wright spoke, spoke, yeah. uh, spoke up because she didn't feel that she could. She even deleted the post, mm. and she said, but what she was saying wasn't wasn't wrong. It was true. Yeah. So she was just like, yeah, these publications that are especially owned by older white men. Mm. They think they can do whatever they want. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying. So that that's why they did that this article, even though. She's doing this role who's breaking yeah. box office. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is what's happened. It's been, that's what I'm saying. It's distracting from what's going on. Like, they're trying to say that she's not going to get, like, all the awards and stuff because of this anti-vax thing from two years ago, which she has apologised for. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, whatever you believe in, whatever, whatever, that's her up to her. Mm-hmm. Like, that is up to her. As long as she's not, like, trying to encourage other people to do something that they don't want to do, mm-hmm. it's actually up to her what she chooses. Yeah, it is, know? for real. It actually is. That is but... up to her. It's her choice. It's her body's her choice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, but Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda <laughs> 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 forever. So last time we was talking about... um queer weddings and there not being enough queer weddings wow. and we actually saw two there's been week. two there's been two. two congratulations to latoya and their partner congratulations and nick yeah yeah nick, nick has been on our podcast before yeah real queer tv mm-hmm. um quite in the early days of the podcast yeah and so has their wife oh yep yeah they've both been on our podcast before mm-hmm. i didn't know that you guys were together yeah. <laughs> 
Adrian listening to this, I didn't know that you guys were together. Like, but to say, but they both weddings looked so beautiful, know, so cute. Honestly, yeah. like they looked so nice. It was nice to see like black queer people that we're familiar with mm. that getting married yeah. and just having a good time and sharing their love, sharing like love and people yeah. being there to share, you know, that love with. I think that was so beautiful. Like I haven't, I really haven't really seen that. So it was just nice to see, mm-hmm. you know, see that, and and it gives me hope one day I can maybe keep to be married. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like your feelings towards marriage are a bit fleeting, but okay, love that for you. It? Like, if it happens, it happens, but it's nice to see that. It's nice because I feel like, obviously, like seeing this believing, so like when you see that, it's just like, okay, so this is actually achievable. Yeah. I can actually do this if I want to. Yeah. Nice. The videos are beautiful. I think that the venues from what I saw were really nice. Mm-hmm. The hair, Latoya's hair looks lovely. She looks amazing. I really want, I want you to get married so that I can be obviously. Best, best woman, best woman. I, like I can be in there planning and stuff, and it'll just be a beautiful day, and I can just see you get married. Yeah. Do you know the so the person I'm currently talking to is early stages, so nobody should come for me and say that they're getting married. <laughs> Don't be my business. And <laughs> they, <laughs> they were just like, oh, if we get there, we get married. Are we? Um, she's like, oh, because should we, should we should elope. There's no eloping. In. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I and, swear and to God. Like, but obviously you did a witness. So she's like, who would you be witness with you? This would be none at all. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. But I, I need it to be like, it can't be eloping. Like, I understand why people want to elope and stuff here, yeah, but it just can't be that. Because also, you like a party. I need a wedding. You like I have to have a wedding. Attention. I can't elope. Exactly. There's no eloping. I can see myself eloping in the moment. I can make, I see myself in the in the moment. That. Yeah. Go do that. <laughs> Great. But when you come back, just know that there's going to be some sort of celebration. Because we're doing the whole walking of the aisle. I can just, I can even, when I close my eyes, I can see it. Uh, yeah, I do. I want to, I want to get married on the beach or not even on the beach. I want a destination wedding. Mm. Not Greece weddings where they're just everyone sitting outside mm. and you know. I don't think I want to wear a suit though. I don't want to wear a suit. What would you wear? Um, I'm not sure, mm. but it would. Um, it might be a suit if I get married in like a Greece or something. It might be a suit. If we get married on the beach, it's I'm going to wear some linen, linen, linen yeah, something linen yeah. and no shoes. Mm. And that's what I envision my for myself. I don't really envision a church right. or anything like that. I do appreciate church weddings, mm-hmm. but I don't envision that for myself. Um, but I do want a wedding. I do envision a wedding. I don't really yeah. envision it eloping. Yeah. But, but that's what I want to see. So um, shout out to you guys because you've really inspired me wanting Rose to get married. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like now it's time to get married now. It's time to resettle down <laughs> how long do you think how long do you think is a good time before you um propose okay so if i date somebody from okay be from being in a relationship with somebody mm. to um proposal i'm giving up to two years okay not waiting for more than two years mm-hmm. next time but however around a two to a half year mark is when you start to feel cracks that's it that's the problem so oh. let's maybe just over the two and a half years, I think maybe, because mm. that's when you start to see cracks. Just over two and a half years, then I will, if things are going great, then I'll propose. Or if we're able to have good conflict resolution, mm. that's really important, then I'll propose. And then after that, we need to be married in a year. Okay, from, from the proposal, 
Like, yeah. yeah, and after the year, yeah. about three years yeah. of having children, so the process is start now because I'm not having children in my forties. Yeah, so it has to. Process, I'm thirty two. I've got eight years mm-hmm. for the process to go. Okay, if really, it doesn't happen, really then I'm going to be the auntie that's giving revenue originals <laughs> in, in parties. I've decided <laughs> you really thought about this, but do you know what you saying? The thing about like after the two year mark is when like the cracks start to show. Um, who posted Michelle Obama? She posted a she posted a picture of her and Barack, and she in her caption she said like you have to be prepared because she said people always ask her for like advice about marriage and stuff like that, and she said you have to be prepared for the discomfort, the silence, the awkwardness, and mm-hmm. it's just like that's what's happening having a two and a half year mark. That uh, this is this is the I thing can't you have to do try it. To, you have to find ways. To get over that and combat that, and like that's why I said, if you have good conflict resolution, I think yeah, being in love with somebody is great. For me, okay, these are the three most important things for me now in relationships. You know, if someone's for you, I think how you love them, obviously. I think how you you have if you have good conflict conflict resolution and sexual compat- compatibility. For me, those three are the most important things for me. Yeah when being with somebody because life is always going to life mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying i don't want to say things like oh they need to be up duh, 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 duh. obviously they have to be and amb- have ambition and stuff but any- anyone can be up now and be down yeah, next week true, true. so i don't think that's some it's important but it's mm. not that important um they have to have big bomb what if they get sick and then the bomb goes <laughs> do you know what i'm saying There's well, certain can, they, things. can they get it back <laughs> Well, I've got enough of both. So, like, I Fair think, enough. like, I think all the surface level stuff can only go so far. Even if it's great, the, all the surface is, but it's the cracks are gonna start showing. All that surface level stuff are not gonna fill the cracks. Do you know what? Yeah, my um co was it my co star? I think it was my co star or my pattern, one of them, mm-hmm. and it basically said that life is not just about being entertained. And mm-hmm. I felt like that really read me because I've been told that like when things are not fun, I don't want to do them, which is very fucking true. Mm-hmm. Just in everything, not even just in relationships, but but like work and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was just like, I just look at my pattern and see what's happening there. I just can't be bored. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't be bored in anything. Yeah. You know, I um I think I have ADHD, but anyway. I just can't be bored. I always need to be entertained. Yeah. And that's the problem. So once I get over that, maybe I'll be ready for yeah. something serious. <sighs> My pattern has been talking about the activation of power. I've got 10 days left. It's been 11 months long. What's the activation of power? Basically, like, stepping into oh, my greatness, mm-hmm. which is something I've been talk- thinking about to myself quite a lot because I know yeah. that I have a lot of potential mm-hmm. to be... I know that in, in this life, I'm supposed to be this really... Um, I'm actually a queen in this life, actually. Mm. And I know that I do hold myself back because I think that my queendom is going to intimidate some people. Even now, it intimidates people. It does, yeah. And it's not even that mm-hmm. big yet. Yeah. So when I become the new Shuri, <laughs> people are going to be upset. So this is basically what, what my thing says. It's right. just like, you know, like you're going to, it's uncomfortable because it's going to rub people up the wrong way. Yeah. But you need to just Fuck come to people. terms of how people are. And it says you can meet someone new, move in together, get married and start family. Mm. Um, however, if you've struggled with intimacy, that too will need to be addressed right now. In any case, you confront whatever issues are holding you back. This is all very true for me. <laughs> um, now, that, what would you call it? Oh, I thought they're trying to make you pay for to go and see more. 
I think they do, you know. Yeah, you're integrating both your feminine and masculine sides. Oh, wow. This circle can feel uplifting or energizing and feel uncertain. Um, yeah, I think my... my if you feel fulfilled and whole already, this can be an incredible time. If you, It could feel like all things are possible, especially if the decisions you made at age 29 or 30 seem to be paying off. I do think that might have things quite accurate. Mm. My pattern. No, Download the pattern. The pattern is good. The pattern will read you, boy. Like, mine the pattern says, will read you. It's vital you discover and fully dedicate yourself to a sacred calling in life. It's what aligns you with your higher self, which I actually agree with. And I think I've been struggling with that recently. Just in terms of like things moving as quick as I want them to move, I don't mm-hmm. think like that is happening, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of very itchy to get things like the ball rolling quicker than they are. Um, but I think I just need to keep going. Yep, that's, that's what I'm just need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I always I have this fear of like things being unfinished, like mm. just not finishing them. Yeah, whatever I do, and I need to not. I need. Yeah. I need it to finish. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's our pattern. <laughs> that, I mean, I think we went off on a bit of a tangent. Like, that wasn't part of, that wasn't part of the plan for this episode. No, it wasn't. But it was good. We don't, we don't usually stick to the plan anyway. So <laughs> we don't actually stick to the plan. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the other thing was August Alcina. August Alcina. Okay, so there's a clip. What is he in? Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? No, he's not in any of them. He's on some next show. Okay. I don't even know what it's called. I haven't been watching all these kind of um, Kung Kung shows as of reason. But I do, I do they're like guilty cle- yeah, pleasure they, for me. Yeah, they so are I need to get back well. into it a little bit. Yeah. But um, he basically, there's a clip of him going around basically saying he's in love with a man. It's just man has shown it. Well, okay, he doesn't he's say he's in love with the man. <laughs> yeah. He just basically, he insinuates that he is. And then it's come out saying that this person is his brother or he's something yeah. or he's something. So, but they made it look like it's his man mm. in the clip. And is it queer baiting? It kind of seems like the way, but it could be the edit. Do you know how like things, reality TV, what you got to know about reality TV is that reality TV is not really reality. Like it's also yeah, fake. quite fake. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like the producers are like puppeteers basically. So like they might have things look a certain way with the edit. So he hasn't like made any statement. It sort of they sort of just put this this clip out. Hasn't made a statement in the clip. He's brought somebody on saying that you know this is love and it's a different kind of love and it's a new kind of love, which obviously insinuates that it might be like a queer love. Mm-hmm. But then there are other people saying that it's his brother, his friend. So we just don't know. Like mm. at this point, we just don't know what it is. I don't see him coming out to say anything about it. Like. So, but people, a lot of people were happy. They were like, oh my God, he came out. Did it. We don't know if he came out. That's where we stand. We don't know if he came out. So, somebody said that maybe he had three sins with Will and Jada. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I saw. I saw that. I saw people saying, yeah, they were having three sins. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like August Alcina is an interesting character. Yeah, he is. I feel like he would be up to pretending he was gay for TV. Or he wouldn't mind that edit. I feel like he wouldn't mind. Because there were some guys, there was some, there was a lot of men in the media industry, in hip hop and, you know, in that scene who wouldn't want 
the edits to make it look like the baguette. Mm. But I, I just think he's he open. Do you know what? I just think he doesn't care because, like, he just seems like if you see to see the way he dresses and stuff, it's very colorful. It's very like yeah. he's very open minded. He's very open minded. So I just don't think he cares how people take it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I agree with you. But it will be interesting to see what. That is, I don't even know what the show is even called for me to even I follow. Don't. But I'm sure that social media will let us know what yeah. that is anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like this queer queer baiting or whatever it is it's interesting. Somebody also said today that um they find it problematic when femmes say they don't like studs because they like feminine because they like femininity. Why is that problematic? I think that it's okay for people to have a type. I think it's absolutely okay. fine. Yeah, I think people are entitled to have a preference. Yes. Um, I don't like studs. Is that problematic? No, it's not problematic. Why do people yeah. find an issue with everything? Like, you like what you like. I don't see what the problem is. I don't necessarily like studs yeah. like that. So. Oh, yeah. I was talking about having a stud bay, wasn't I? And I did a couple months ago around the summer nobody believed you so you don't have to come and say oh is that no I've, so i've um, i've kind of tried to explore it but really actually you know exploring was very fake however yeah i went out with a start and how um, was it it was very friendly <laughs> i don't think we were talking about other girls when they were talking about girls um yeah it wasn't a date at all. I wouldn't call it a date. It was two mates going out, basically. Yeah, yeah. But that is as far as I'm going to try. So that's, you're not going to, that's it. You're I'll put it to bed now. Yeah, yeah. put it to bed. I mean, I you, do you know what? Bed. The thing is, like, you were open. I've been open to a lot of things this summer, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were open to it, which yeah. is quite nice. Like, sometimes you just need to see if something's for you. And um, it wasn't. So, yeah. you know, I won't be going on any dates with any... I've done it for all of us now, so it's yeah, fine. I think so. Like, I yeah. think all of us just know that we like femininity. And yeah. um, actually, I do think one or two of our group chat would date a stud, but this really, I don't think so. <laughs> they would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you say that, but yeah, I, I feel like one or two would. I don't think they would do it publicly, though. No, they wouldn't do it publicly. I feel like. Let's just say I turned around and said to this one or two, let's, you know, let's look at each other's vaginas. I think that one or two would be open. Our friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to publicly say that. It's not me. <laughs> we'll talk about this in group chat, guys. <laughs> I'm so done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's for me. Yeah, it's not for us. No. So um, now that we know. Yeah. yeah. What's next on the agenda? Do you know what? Somebody was talking about... Um, this one's a bit of a, a sad one, trigger warning. They were talking about like domestic violence in a queer relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, cu- they said, currently in a, an abusive relationship and was wondering if you could do an episode to increase awareness about being a victim as a mass-presenting woman who dates femmes, as it's not what people expect. I know it's anonymous, but I wouldn't mind talking to tutus about my experience with this. Okay, I think that... Um no trigger warning, um, domestic violence and, and abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this happens in. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know too many. Actually, no. Uh, queer relationships. I feel like this happens in queer relationships quite a lot. I think there's a lot of uh, domestic violence that happens, abuse, whether that's emotional, whether that's physical mm-hmm. abuse and stuff like that. I think that it happens a lot. I feel like 
especially women loving women relationships is very intense mm-hmm. things go off really quickly and it doesn't make that doesn't make you an excuse people should still have self-control mm-hmm. and i think that when you're in an intense situation i do think that certain things and triggers can maybe bring out things in you that i don't necessarily like as well right. but again it's not an excuse it's about how you control that you have to be if you're adult enough to be in a relationship or mm-hmm. you should also be an adult enough to be able to handle yeah certain things certain emotions within your relationship as well that's what i feel like and a lot of people can't mm-hmm. a lot of people can't and they do there's been so many times i've heard that people people you would not expect have hit their partners mm-hmm. have done x y and z and when it comes to femmes hitting studs i don't think anyone should this discount that because it's mm. a femme yeah hitting the masculine presenting person or a stud either way it shouldn't be happening whether it's a stud or whether it's the, it's just people who love each other shouldn't be hitting each other yeah. i didn't because that's i don't think that's an act of love by hitting each other it's really toxic um and things like that and if it does happen i think that you need to walk away I think so as well. I mean, it's easier said than done to say, yeah, you need to walk away. And I, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I understand that. I mean, the person but, who does the hitting. Oh, the person that does yeah, the hitting. So the okay, person yeah, who does yeah. the hitting needs yeah, to walk away. Yeah. Um, I, I listen, when it comes to like abuse of any kind, I just feel like if somebody loves you, they, they, don't, they wouldn't abuse you. I'm so yeah. I just, I don't, it's not an act of love. Yeah, it's not an act of love. Like, I definitely believe that um yeah they don't they don't love you i know it's like harsh to say but somebody that loves you wanna like hurt you do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like so i just think like it's a tough one i know like being a victim of that is really really tough because there's a lot of shame attached to it Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of shame to attach to it so it's very very hard but at some point you're gonna have to pick yourself um you have to pick yourself. Yeah, yourself I mean, I know it's hard. Okay, I, don't, I, don't I haven't. I don't. I'm not. Haven't been physically abused by anyone before. I wouldn't call it physical abuse or anything like that. But brief, briefly touched on it before mm. in one of our early episodes, where I had a situation with somebody where they hit me and I hit them back, mm-hmm. and um, and they. So this person slapped me, mm. and they slapped me like a couple times. And on the last occasion, I punched them back, and. I looked at her, I realized what I did, and I left the room. Mm-hmm. I left the room, went downstairs, calmed down, and I came back. And I was like, you need to leave my house. Because that shouldn't be happening. Mm. I don't want I don't want to be in a position where I'm doing that to somebody. And I knew that I was provoked because they hit me a couple times first. I knew mm. that, okay, I was that's it. It was like it was a it wasn't thought through, it was an mm. automatic response, mm. yeah. And but I wouldn't call that an abusive situation. Mm-hmm. That was an isolated situation that happened. But I never went back to the person mm-hmm. after that. It was done because we've crossed that line now. And when you continue to go down that road, it just gets worse. It gets worse. It Do never you know what I'm gets better. It just gets worse. And mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be a thing where this person would continue to hit me or if it was okay to hit me, because I'm going to hit her back and it's fine again mm-hmm. afterwards. I didn't want it to be that. And yeah. It, it just had to it just had to end there like basically so i'm going forward i walk away from situations mm-hmm. where i feel like i might be tipped over the edge or i feel like it's gonna bring something yeah. out of me i like to walk away a lot of people don't like to walk away mm-hmm. they feel like you need to argue now mm-hmm. we're not going to bed honestly sometimes 
I'm gonna go to bed instead of having this argument yeah. because I don't want to. I don't want it to go too far. You have to pick your battles. So that's what yeah, I do. Like, be, be, take yourself out of the situation. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people, they'll just stay and just be going on and on and on and on about it until they say something that they regret or they do something that they regret. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, take yourself out of that. You gotta have some sort of self control. In order to take yourself out of the situation, hundred percent, hundred percent, and I also, I'm also not afraid to also say that I've been in situations where I've said things mm. that I can't take back as mm. well. I've said crazy things to somebody and been really insulting to them to people that I supposedly are supposed to be loving, mm. and I've said these things and like it's just not okay. Do you know what that's you know what, what I saying? hate? Do you know what that's what I hate when I'm taking myself out of a situation and then the person that I'm like having this you know um argument with is angry that i've taken myself out of the situation that i've completely shut down my thing is like for me i don't want to i can say some crazy shit like my Mm. mouth is fucking mad so i Mm. always make sure i take myself out of a situation yep um so i'm just like can you not talk to me just don't talk to me like you know but people want to keep going on and on and on and on until it it until it really blows yeah and then when it blows they're gonna call you an abuser that doesn't mean that some people are not abusive but i think there's also we're getting a little bit off topic here Mm. but there's also a thin line between people having reactions to Mm. things and to people actually being an abuser Mm. do you know what i'm saying there's Mm. actually there's a difference Mm. and i think that sometimes they're a little bit blurred but going back to what we're saying about this person about advice and stuff i would say that if you have access to therapy Mm-hmm. Didn't go do that because I think if you're somebody who's constantly receiving abuse from somebody, mm-hmm. you need to really look inwards mm-hmm. to understand why you're allowing this to keep happening to you. Because ultimately, all of us as individuals, we have the ability to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to stand up for ourselves. And but whatever stopping you from doing that, you need to um, find out why. You yeah. have to figure it out why. Yeah, that's true. Because there's uh, sometimes like when it comes to like you know abuse and stuff, there's a bit of like Stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. kind of going on where like the person that is abusing you has some great qualities and when it's good it's good and then when it's bad it's really bad mm-hmm. and then sometimes like you kind of focus on the good things oh yeah this person loves me or they do xyz for me but like i'm j- i just think that person i just think that if somebody can like you know um put their hands on you or speak to you in a really bad way then it's not love mm-hmm. regardless of the good stuff they do for you mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so i just think that you know um and I don't want to put that responsibility on the victim, the person that's being abused, because ultimately it's not. You cannot control how another person actions. acts. Yeah. yeah, you cannot. But what you can do is take yourself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because people are only going to continue to act um, the way that you allow them to. The way that you allow them yeah. to. Yeah. And that doesn't mean people are allowing somebody to abuse mm. them, though. It, it doesn't mean that at all. No, people are in really, blame, yeah. really difficult situations. Mm. They are really hard situations. But what I can say is if you if you get out that if you get out of that situation, you're able to get out of the situation, you'd be so far better off. Mm. You're not going to be losing out on anything. If anything, you're going to be gaining some self-respect. Mm-hmm. You're going to be gaining more strength. Mm-hmm. You're going to be gaining more opportunities to find somebody who actually loves you yeah. do you know what i'm saying so Telling. you don't lose anything yeah. if you're actually gaining things by that mm-hmm. by leaving that person yeah. so uh, yeah. this person who sent that question in i do hope that they're in a position where they can actually leave mm-hmm. um obviously these things are always a bit more there's more layers to it yeah. than just this person hit me mm-hmm. there's a lot of layers to it so we can't really discuss around what 
what they are. Because we don't have that we context. don't have the information. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's never okay. I think it's good to say it's never okay. I think that some of us say that oh, we're crazy, we're crazy. I say it as well sometimes, I'm crazy, but it's not okay as well. Mm. Like, um, if you love somebody, then you should always act in love and hitting and abusing it's not somebody. Love. It's I, not love. It's yeah, not love. I just want to reiterate that, that that is not love. Like, mm-hmm. And if you take anything away from what we said, take that. Yeah. Even in, even in my friendships as well. Like, if somebody... Um, in some of my friendships, if they, there's certain things, you know, that's not in love. Like some of you can have arguments and stuff like that. You can go over them. But I would say there's two friendships I have, I had this, I have, have kind of don't have this year. I've got let go of this year. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think both of them could have been, could have come round, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was in love. Mm-hmm. What happened? I think the love was not genuine. Mm-hmm. So I won't be, making up friendships with these people anymore and it's the same thing with relationships you know yeah. what i'm saying if it's not in love then you know that it's not love you know mm. so you should just move out you move on from it but it happens a lot i think domestic violence happens a lot in same-sex yeah. relationships i don't i think so i think people are afraid to speak up about it yeah and i guess like i think a lot of people like think it's okay as well because that's like that's what i'm getting from it oh yeah we're two girls we're gonna yeah, fight boy. Yeah. we're gonna fight yeah, but it's not nope. right well, because you're both like you know women. Both kind of have the same strength. Like, no, it's not. I just okay. want to say, if I see two girls fighting in the club, they're not a relationship, but they're just two girls. Mm. I think that's crong crong. Yeah, that is is ghetto. I think if two girls are fighting in the club, it's ghetto. I don't want to see anybody fighting no, at all. I like. think we're too grown, and I've said this before. Like, if somebody tries to hit me, I'm calling the police. <laughs> so yeah, the popo. Yeah, I mean, if someone hits you, I'm going to hit them back. But. Well. <laughs> I wish I was at the level of calling the popo, but I'm still working on it. I'm, yeah, I'm working on getting it. Getting into no fights. Yeah, so, like getting into fights is just not the one. It's it's not cute at all. But um, there's another actually good yeah. question here. Actually, um, femininity is often seen as a monolith. So, do you feel this puts some pressure on people to identify as masculine presenting to distance themselves from that image? From what being a fem? No, like, do you think some people um, position themselves as masculine presenting? I feel like more the question is, because I feel like masculine presenting is a spectrum. So I feel like, I do feel like some people position themselves as studs mm-hmm. to move themselves to away from femininity. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't mm-hmm. feel like included in that femininity because it's a, cause it's a monolith. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that, um, I think the label, the labeling is too much. Yeah. I think the labeling, especially for masculine presenting people and studs, I think that the labeling is too much there because it's just, I think it's just, it's just so much types. Do you know what I'm saying? I know, but like, I, I feel like masculine presenting is a spectrum, so it kind of allows you to not yeah. be fixed, oh, yeah. and it allows you to like, you know, it allows you to be feminine, allows you to be whatever you want to be because it's a spectrum. But I feel like the the label stud doesn't quite give you. Yeah, that I still think. But even that, even though people have labeled themselves as masculine presenting mm. for whatever reason they do, people who are not masculine presenting outside of that, since if they have whatever their view of masculine presenting is, mm-hmm. they will come and say to you, actually, I don't see you as masculine presenting. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's also Do you know what I'm saying? True. So I feel, and I feel like these, this person, this person, the question that person's asking is like, I can see why they will be offended because they try to remove themselves mm-hmm. from whatever femininity means or what they think of people femininity mm-hmm. means by calling themselves masculine presenting. We bring them back by saying, actually, you're not, fem- you're not masculine mm-hmm. enough. So you're, you're still like feminine to me or whatever it is. And, 
So I can see how, but yeah, it's just people need to respect people's what people say. That's all. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, I think that for me, like, I think it's just easier to. I just think I think what you said is right, like about having too many labels. Sometimes, yeah, just like, it's just like it's not necessary. <laughs> like, and I understand people have labels for a certain reason so they can categorize you or understand you and even when it comes to dating like i think you know people have types in it so they go for their type so there might Mm -hmm. be somebody who is has a feminine side to them who meets somebody who just likes studs Mm -hmm. and so they might start performing a bit more masculine Mm -hmm. a bit more studdish to you know be accepted Mm. and i don't think that is okay because i felt that a lot of pressure when i was younger and when i was dating Mm. yeah i had to be be one of the other yeah yeah, i had to be more of a stud but yeah now these days even though femininity is a monolith my femininity shows up different and i know that like i feel like when you grow you grow into yourself a bit more you're more comfortable with yourself i mean like 31 32 like we're older now so we're a bit more comfortable in our own skin mm. and we don't care what people yeah, I don't really care. think about us. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really care. Our femininity doesn't mean isn't the same as a femme's femininity. It's just it's the, and that's that's okay. There yeah. isn't one type. I just okay prefer lesbian. I don't think that um I don't think that the term I don't you know, you don't like masculine presenting anymore. Not that I don't like it, I just don't care for it. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? I don't really care for it. I don't really care how other people perceive me. I don't really. I, again, we just say it as so people have an understanding mm. of whatever. They don't have exp- any expectations of us. Mm. That's why I say it. However, I don't care. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that for some people it's a brand. Right. Um, okay, never not say that. It's a bit shady. But for some people it's a brand. no i was gonna say something after that Um, i was gonna say it because i don't discount anyone's version of what masculine presenting is um but yeah so yeah it's just not it's not a lifestyle in it i just i'm gonna i'm like we said um with k the other day i want to i'm gonna be me yeah i've got to be me babe i've got to be me i've got to be me rosie style yeah and yeah like and i think and also when when people talk about masculine presenting again that means different things to different people. So if yes. you see somebody who says that like, masculine presenting and they come across as feminine, you haven't seen them in every single light. You mm. don't experience them in every single way. So like, I think that people who date me and people who are intimate with me experience my masculinity differently to other people who don't. Yeah. So I think for me, that's where it shows up. Like, oh, I'm wearing these clothes, whatever. Mm. But then in my intimacy is where it mostly shows. Yeah. But if you're not, we, we, don't, we don't have that kind of relationship. We're not going to see. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think people are saying, just you don't experience everyone in every single type yeah, of way. Yeah, so true. So just relax on what your what your, your certain perceptions are on mm-hmm. how you perceive them to be. If somebody's saying something, they're probably saying it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and that's why when people say to me, "Oh, like, oh, I don't think you're that masculine," da, 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 like what? Because as you said, people experience you in different ways. So then maybe mm-hmm. they haven't experience that part of you that side of you but the thing is we're many different things Mm -hmm. like and they show up in different spaces these different many different things show up in different spaces um so like that's something to think about like whether what you think about me is not really my business like Mm. i'm just gonna be me gotta be me (laughs) gotta be me gc style (laughs) i just gotta be me babe like I haven't got time. I'm getting too old to be like caring about what, caring people, about think. what people think yeah. or like getting being pressed or whatever mm. the case may so be. We spent our early 20s being uncomfortable. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, I just want to give some advice to somebody as well. Mm. 
that me and somebody a couple of years ago had a back and forth on Twitter. I don't remember why I didn't like this person, but it came to my attention as of recently that they've been talking about the situation mm. happened years ago and let it go. Let it go, babe, because I don't think about you. Yeah, and the things I just know, is, I'm saying it now because it's going to get back to them. Yeah. <laughs> let it go, I don't think about you. Yeah. Even when I see you, I'm like, oh yeah, she exists. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's like, literally yeah. that. But that's literally it. Like, I just when I heard that, I was just confused. It's like we don't even talk about this person, so we don't. Yeah, irrelevant. Um, I said that because back off something you said, but I just didn't <laughs> that. But yeah, like I just think that um, when it comes to like stud staff, masculine presenting staff, and all of that, and all of that, it's mm. just. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, concentrate on something Just else. Just be you. Yeah. Concentrate on something else. Like, it's okay. That's what I keep saying sometimes. Maybe I'm non-binary. Because you don't care about all the stuff. I just don't care about all the labels. It's labels yeah. is too much now. But I yeah. still want people to call me she and her. Mm-hmm. Can I be non-binary and people still call me she and her? I still like they, them too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah. Anyway, you have to make up your own bruises and tits. <laughs> And I just want to say, if you listen to the podcast, I don't have a Porsche. My Instagram is filled with people congratulating me on my Porsche. So but you're going to get the exclusive because you listen to the podcast. I'm not going to correct people on Instagram. Dumb. But you guys who are listening here, look, I've never had so many likes on a post I ever. I know, that's what was going on. my Instagram. On. I don't have a Porsche. The Porsche is actually my friend's mum's Porsche. And I wanted to pretend it was mine. So it locks the car. Everyone thinks it's my Porsche. And this is the thing about social media. <laughs> yeah. Perception that everything is real. <laughs> it's a social media. <laughs> I thought everybody would know that I'm joking. Yeah. That it's not my that it's my Porsche. I feel like if you had a Porsche, you wouldn't do that. If I had a Porsche, it wouldn't be parked in a Sainsbury's car. I wouldn't be launching it in a Sainsbury's car. Yeah, park. I just feel like you wouldn't do yeah. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I got a Porsche, I wouldn't go online and be like, oh, I no, might, I, I might slap the dashboard or something. Yeah, but that's normal. Yeah, like, but I, I wouldn't be you... outside locking it yeah. and walking away. <laughs> Yeah, like, I just... Why so, guys, I don't have a Porsche. People have told me to come pick them up. People who haven't even con- spoken to me in a hot second, it's like, oh, I'm, are you coming to my house? Wow. Because of Porsche. Because of Porsche. Social media, let me tell you, so don't believe everything you say on social media. That's, this is your lesson for absolutely, today. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, my God, guys. Well, it's been great. It's been great, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you use the hashtag Tutu's podcast on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Actually, what am I saying? Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can leave comments. Somebody left a That's comment. Like, did you see what's that comment that someone left? I can't remember. Yep, we've had two comments <laughs> on Spotify now. So leave a comment. Um, like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Um, we're back. We're back. We're back, back in the old studio. Yeah, glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so yeah, and until next week. 